Welcome to the ministry of Reverend Jerry Payne, founder and head pastor of Disciple Nations Church, The Word Place, a 21st century charismatic, apostolic, and an evangelical ministry. Reverend Jerry Payne is passionate about soul winning, working of miracles, and empowering believers to take their rightful place in the world. He believes that Africa must send the gospel of Jesus to every city, town, or village of the world, and thus he is committed in doing by establishing 50,000 churches across the world in his lifetime. He is a gifted teacher of the gospel, a prophet, and an entrepreneur. He is a marketer and an investment banker by profession. He holds an MBA in marketing from the University of Cape Coast, Ghana. Now hear today's word. so because things are tough. Amen. Things are tough. And um, we must all prepare ourselves to be able to handle what is yet to come. Um, just, I think this week, Bank of Ghana said uh, we should raise ourselves because uh, increase the, the, the inflation rate will be worse off before it will come back to normal. Um, this is just to tell you that things uh, may not get better very soon, uh, but uh, there is hope for us in Christ. Say amen. There is hope for us in Christ. So this evening, I just want us to learn a few lessons from the life and story of a patriot by name Jacob. Um, Jacob had a very interesting uh, beginning and he ended in a very interesting way. Very, very interesting. So, the story of Jacob teaches all of us that life is full of uncertainties and nobody if you like, ensure himself against the uncertainties of life. Uh, whether you like it or not, no matter how powerful you are, no matter how um, educated you are, no matter how connected you are, no matter how intelligent you are, you cannot avoid the uncertainties of life. Amen. You can't avoid it. Um, in, in this life, people will fall sick this life, uh, people will die prematurely. Uh, in this life, people will lose their jobs. Amen. So, a lot of things happen like, like um, before I came here, uh, I felt that uh, next week we should do three days fasting, praying against premature death, especially for our children. So, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we fasting. Life is like that. Life is like that. 
there are uncertainties. Uh, there, are, there are things that no, no matter how spiritual you are, uh, you cannot predict them. Amen. Life is un unpredictable. People um, invested into a ship they call Titanic. Do you remember? They invested so much money. And do you know that the people who tried it for the first time, they paid? It was not free. And the, the manufacturers were so sure that as for this, no storm can come up against it. Unfortunately, the ship sank and people lost their lives. Life is full of uncertainties. The other day I was reading some news. Uh, a, a plane had an accident because the pilot slept on. <laughs> so life, this life is full of uncertainties. People go to the university, uh, they spend years, they come out of school and they are unemployed. People went to bed as bank managers. They woke up unemployed. Amen. So, this life is full of uncertainties. How do we make sure? And, and you see, uncertainties are not things you can avoid. The only thing you can do about uncertainties is manage them. You cannot now say that you are, you are declaring 40 days fasting and prayer to avoid uncertainties. It, it won't work. Because once you are able to overcome uncertainties, God ceases to be God. The reason why sometimes we are compelled to get closer and closer to God is because we don't know what will happen next. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. Amen. And so, we are compelled to commit our lives to the one who knows tomorrow and is able to actually protect us against the wiles of the enemy. I am sure if Job knew what was going to happen to him? He would have secured certain things. Maybe he would have insured his properties. So that once he loses everything, he will go to the insurance company and say, look, I insured my properties, I have lost them. Life is full of uncertainties. Amen. We can pray. We can study God's word. We can have faith. But the truth still remains that we are humans. And we cannot be fully sure about the future. We are humans. People, people, nobody gets married with the intention of divorcing. Are you aware? Nobody. Nobody, nobody. I am sure if the people who are divorced today were told that this marriage will end in a divorce. Probably they wouldn't have gotten married. So life is full of uncertainties. If you don't understand life this way, things will take you by surprise. 
So the only way we can deal with uncertainties is to number one, prepare for uncertainties and number two, learn how to manage uncertainties. Our character for today and for this month of September is going to be Jacob. Jacob had a very interesting life. The Bible accounts that right from his mother's womb, Jacob was fighting. As a matter of fact, he came out of his mother's womb holding the heels of his brother. When they arrived, Jacob was able to buy his elder brother's birthright. As if that was not enough, Jacob now was able to swindle his own father to take something that was spiritual. I, if I, it is only Jacob that teaches us that even spiritual blessings can be stolen. <laughs> because because in, in, in my view, the only thing people can steal are physical things. But Jacob takes his craft beyond physical things to spiritual things. So, so Jacob buys his own brother's birthright, steals his brother's uh, 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 blessing, right? Runs away to his uncle, marries two of his uncle's daughters, dealt with his uncle left right center, ran away back to his brother. And before Jacob would even approach his brother, he, he, he developed a strategy. The, 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 the guy had a rough life. But, but one of the things that excites me about Jacob is his ability to handle uncertainties. And that is what I want us to look at today. And so, we'll be looking at about four or five things. Number one, we'll be looking at preparing and managing uncertainties regarding our future and life in general. How do you prepare and how do you manage the, the uncertainties regarding your future? Because for most of us here, we have, we have fantastic dreams. Fantastic. How do you ensure that you are able to reach your dreams? How do you work against discouragement? You will learn from Jacob. Number two, preparing and managing uncertainties regarding your family. How do you handle your family life? Are there lessons we can learn from Jacob? I think so, a lot of them. And, 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 and in this particular uh, subtopic, I'll be dealing with, 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 with um, polygamy and people who take delight in marrying men who are already married. The danger involved. Jacob teaches us. Amen.
come teach us. Then number three, preparing and managing uncertainties regarding your career, work, or business. How do you manage the uncertainties surrounding your career? People talk about job security. How do you manage that? Job insecurity is all about uncertainties. Are you aware? You don't know whether tomorrow your boss will wake up and fire you. You don't know whether you have a business, but tomorrow the business will collapse. You can't tell. Just like, like running a church, you don't know whether people will come to church or will not come. How do we handle such uncertainties? And then number four, how do we handle and manage uncertainties regarding your enemies? Whether you like it or not, in this life you have enemies. You will have people who don't like you for no reason. You will have people who don't like you for, for things you have done. And then you have people who hate you because they themselves are wicked in nature. How do you handle such people? At the end of this series, my objective is very simple. That you will be equipped to face the uncertainties of this life. That you will be empowered. That you will receive enough knowledge that will help you to manage the uncertainties of this life. Genesis chapter 25. We're going to read a lot of scriptures from the book of Genesis and then I will give you a few lessons and we'll be out of this place. So Genesis 25, 19 to 34. just want to give you a little history. So this is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padam, Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord granted his plea. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. If you are writing, I say, don't go and write one people. Huh? This is King James English. And it is permissible in preaching. Hmm? Because when I'm preaching, I'm marking my grammar, I don't care. But if you are writing grammar, for you to be scored uh, and given a grade, and you go and write one people, you are on your own. <laughs> Amen. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older 
shall serve the younger. So, so this is what God has said, right? God did not ask Jacob to help him. Hello? God said, there are two nations in your womb. One will be stronger than the other. But the, the older one shall serve the younger. As to how that will happen, nobody knows. But Jacob decided to help God. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. I told you, right from the womb. The guy came out of the womb holding his brother's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Isaac married at 40 and she gave birth at 60. So the boys grew and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, but Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. The hunter was weary, hungry. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew for I, I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Chapter 27, verse 1 to 10. And it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau his older son and said to him, my son. And he answered him, here I am. Then he said, behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. So let's assume that Isaac requested that Esau should go to the bush and hunt because probably he didn't know that there was an animal in the house that Esau could just kill and prepare something for him. Now Esau is the hunter. Esau should have known that there, there were some animals in the house that he could, you see, in this lifetime, no day. 
There is no time. You see, if, if you really want to do well in this life, one of the things I have taught you before, you must learn how to manage is time. And your ability to think on your feet is critical if you succeed in this life. So, Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt games uh, to, bring, to bring it. They were in the household. He had gone to the field to go and hunt. So, Rebecca spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock. So, it means that they had animals in the house. And I'm going to teach you something from here. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kits of the goats and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. Now, if you know this account, you will agree with me that after Jacob and his mother prepared the meal, his father did not say that because this meal, this animal is not coming, or the meat is not coming from the bush, I will not eat. Number two, the father did not say that because of that, when I bless you, you will not be blessed. Because when, after he blessed Jacob, and Jacob left, Esau came. And when Esau came, the father said, I have already blessed him. Which is to tell all of us that the efficacy of the blessing was not in how the animal was got. Are we together? Okay. Jump to verse 30 to 36. So, we know the story. I'm just giving you a brief history so that we can flow. So, 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 Jacob now, in collaboration with their mother, I'm using the word their mother, because the woman, Rebecca, was equally Esau's mother. As to why Rebecca loved Jacob and Isaac loved Esau is for another day. Are we here? Okay. So, Jacob now brought the food to his father. His father was only concerned whether that was exactly Esau. And so, he decided to feel the guy to be sure. Because I always said that Esau was hairy. And he, Jacob, and his mother were smart. And so, they were able to deceive the old man. And the old man even said, ah, the, the, the skin is that of Esau. But the voice is that of Jacob. And yet the man still blessed. The man had doubt. But when he pronounced the blessing, the blessing worked. I will get there. So let's do verse 30 to 36. Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob. And Jacob had scarcely gone out 
from the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Can you imagine? When the man had finished eating, Esau had now arrived with an animal, not, not even with the food, though. He had come in from his hunting. Verse 31. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that your soul may bless me. You know, we, 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 it is like Christians of today. We, we enjoy what we call uh, Christianese, the Christian language. But we don't live by faith. We enjoy. You know, the guy said, oh, uh, go to verse 31. Go to verse 31. Say, let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. You know, so some of us, we think that by quoting scriptures, things will work out in your life. So, we quote scriptures and we don't even apply wisdom. We quote scriptures and we don't live by the principles of the word of God. So, we come to church and we are screaming. We are praying. And yet, when we leave, our lifestyle is opposite the word of God. And when we are not getting results, we are wondering why we are doing all the religious stuff and yet we are not getting results. Religiosity doesn't get results. Obedience gets results. Amen. So, so Esau now arrives and, and you know, I'm sure he was speaking King James English. Let my father arise from where? The man was visually impaired. Arise from where to where? Iso, go and get the game. Come quickly. Let the man eat and bless you. Iso was enjoying himself. Now he comes and says, Let my father ar- arise from where? Somebody came, didn't, didn't come to joke. The person just came, said, Master, take the thing, eat. He said, Are you the one? I forget. Take the tea, eat, bless me, let me move on. That's what he did. Amen. That, Jacob didn't have time to waste. Esau was interested in, in religiosity. Let my father arise. You know, like we say, you will arise and have mercy on Jacob. When you nine, So, so, by the time Esau was doing all the concerts he was doing, the man was wondering, me, arise, to where? And how? <laughs> Amen. He said, let, let my father arise. And Esau knew his father was blind, though, visually impaired. He said, let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. Verse 2. I'll give you my version of the verse 32. Please go on. 
And his father, Isaac, said to him, Many are giants in him. Who are you at all? <laughs> Who are you? Why no giants in him? I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Verse 33. <laughs> then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game? So, so, so do you see? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came. And I have blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. Now, I want you to pay attention to the words of Isaac. The words of Isaac indicate that at this point, the man has come to the realization that he has been deceived. Amen. So if the blessing wouldn't work, the, the man could have just said, because he deceived me, the blessing would not work. The man said, where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came. And I have blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. Verse 34. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry. And that is our problem. We don't apply wisdom we don't live according to God's word and then we take delight in crying thinking that our tears will, will, will cause God to be sympathetic towards us and answer us. Yes, sometimes God can be sympathetic but most of the time God answers you based on your obedience to his word. Are we together? Sometimes, sometimes, based on the sovereignty of God, he can be sympathetic. He can look at your tears and say, okay, the way this boy is crying, let me just sort him out so that, you know. But the easiest way to get God's attention is to be obedient to his word. And to act smart. Verse 35. But he said, your brother came with deceit <laughs> and has taken away your blessing. Verse 36. And Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright and now look he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? So this is where Jacob's problem with Esau began. You know, right from the womb, there was a contention. Then, Jacob bought Esau's birthright. But Esau was still calm. But when he did this one, hatred entered into the heart of Israel. The Bible says that their mother, Rebecca, noticed it and told Jacob that your brother is, is, is angry towards you. And 
he may do you evil. So Rebecca now goes to see their, her, her husband to, to talk to her husband to release Jacob so that Jacob will not marry from the tower. That was not the reason. And so he goes to talk to Isaac. So Isaac says, shall we go? Go to Laban, your brother. So let's look at chapter 28, verse 5. Are you following? I'm just uh, wetting your, your appetite so that when you go home, you read the, the account. Amen. If I want to read the whole thing, you know, and to go. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram. To Labor, the son of Bethel, the Syriac, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob, and Esau. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Say amen. All right, so today I want us to look at preparing and managing uncertainties regarding your future and life in general. I have already told you that life is full of uncertainties. The future plans you have for yourself, there are chances that they won't happen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do you, do you know that? Do you know that? Judas Iscariot had plans. Do you know, do you also know that when, when Jacob started life, okay, Jacob never imagined that a day will come that he would have to run away from his biological parents. That is life. Jacob never knew that a day will come that his action towards his brother will bring tension, confusion, and a fight between himself and his brother. Jacob never knew that a time will come that all the properties, when you read the book of Genesis chapter 26, the Bible says that and Isaac became extremely prosperous. Amen. Yeah, he became, Jacob never knew that a day will come that all the wealth that his father had, he will leave everything behind and be struggling in another man's land to even feed himself and take care of his children. The Bible says that he worked for six, uh, 14 good years to get two wives to marry. Then he worked for another six years where he wanted to live. And the boss said, no, 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 no. Let's name your wages. Jacob didn't start life with all these ordeals in mind. Hello? But that is just how life is. Nobody starts life with the intention of failing. Nobody starts a business with the intention of failing. Every one of us here want to succeed. Let me see those who want to fail. Hello? You are here and you want to fail. Raise your hand up. Every one of us here want to feel, want to succeed. You know, sometimes when we see people who are not doing well, we behave as if they started life with the intention to fail. Nobody starts life with the intention to fail. But it is our inability to, to 
prepare and also manage uncertainties that end in failure. So, most of the time, people end up in failure because we fail to understand that life is full of uncertainties and that all the plans you have for yourself can fail. If your plans cannot fail, then God becomes irrelevant. Are you here? So, 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 we will all face uncertainties. It, 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 it is there. It is there. You, 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 one day you wake up and realize that ah, your health is not, you know, behaving well. You go to the hospital, they can diagnose you with some useless thing. What do you do? I want us to look at the life of Jacob. And I'm going to share five things from how Jacob handled his life, life's uncertainties. Number one, his ability to foresee and predict danger. If there is anything you must trust God to help you to master uh, is the ability to foresee and predict danger. The reason is that the objective of every danger is to end your life. So when you are driving and you see a signage, danger, Drive carefully. What are they trying to tell you? Amen. So, Jacob's ability to foresee and predict danger helped him to overcome the uncertainties that could have happened to his life. Jacob would have lost his life. Are you aware? If, if, he did not collaborate with his mom to be able to enter the heart of his brother and know what was in his brother's heart. The guy would have killed him. In fact, Esau intended actually to kill him like the way uh, Cain dealt with Abel. One of the things that killed Abel, let me tell you today, was his inability to predict and foresee danger. Are you able to foresee danger? Are you able to predict danger? Are you able to pick signals? One of the things that I have naturally, whenever danger is looming, okay, I, I, there is this unrest that I feel within me. So strong. Predicting danger must not always be a prophetic exercise. It must be something that 
you, you are able to develop out of training. You must train your spirit to be able to foresee and predict danger. Many years ago, there was this young lady who was my friend. And one day, she visited. And when she visited, she was not my girlfriend. Let me issue a disclaimer. She was not my girlfriend. She visited. And she wanted to force herself on me. Yeah. And I look at her. Beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. I know if it is her, she would have fallen. You will fall before she even made the offer. She did everything. I said, me. Me. <laughs> me. Master. Long story short, now we were going for a wedding. I left her in the house. I went for the wedding. She just rang. I said, okay. If you want to sleep, sleep. I went for the wedding. I went said, you are still here. Let me go and see you off. I went to see her off. She left. When she left, I never heard from her again. The next thing I heard was that she had given birth. Now, if this pastor here had done one, <laughs> no, what would you say? They will give you a spoon to collect your own. You need the ability to foresee and predict danger. Listen, it will save you from many troubles. Amen. It will, I'm telling you, it will save you from many. Some of us, the, the, the problems we, we find ourselves in, I'm telling you, if you had this ability, you would have avoided some of the mistakes. I'm telling you. I said I would talk about marriage, family life. But I'm telling you that if only couples will have this ability, uh, many marriages will last. Do you see danger when danger is coming? Even as a pastor, when people are walking around me, eh, and their heart is not with me, I sense it. Yes, let me tell you today, sometimes it is not prophetic. I have trained myself. I can, I, 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 you see, all the people I talk to, eh, I know how they behave towards me. When there is a change, I know. 
I don't need the Holy Spirit to tell. You see, the Holy Spirit, sometimes we worry the Holy Spirit too much. Everyone that I talk to regularly, I know how they talk to me. When there is a change, I know. When I observe a change, I'll be calling you frequently to be sure. I'll be calling you frequently to be sure, say, the change I am seeing, is it true? Change has come. And listen to me, most of the time, it doesn't fail. If you have this ability, uh, your children will not go wayward. You see, the ability to foresee and predict danger will help you to avoid many problems. It, there are jobs that people accepted that if only they were sensitive to their instincts, uh, they wouldn't have accepted those job offers. Jacob, in collaboration with his mother, could pick a signal that if you don't leave this place, your brother will kill you. Your brother is not happy with you. When people are not happy with you, can you tell? And let me tell you, it is not everyone that is not happy with you that is a good person. Today, somebody was telling me she has lost two family members the same week. One died as a result of land litigation. Guess where? In their hometown, village. She and her husband had bought a land. And another woman comes in to say the land is for her. And this woman said to hell with you. You can't do fuku. The man said, eh, me. Say you can't do fuku. And then she and the husband, the husband is abroad. They had actually built on the land in a village. Oh. They had built on the land. Almost done. The woman is supposed to travel to the USA this week. She slept. And he said she had a dream that she was vomiting something. When she woke up, she had vomited. And that was it. The woman is gone. The ability to predict and foresee danger can actually prolong your life on earth. Never ever joke with your instincts. And if you are a Christian, the good news is that you have the Holy Spirit helping you. You must be sharper. If Jacob did not predict, probably, there will be no Israel.
together. Father, in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Maybe there will be Esau, Esauite or something. <laughs> so, one of the ways by which you can manage uncertainties is to develop the ability to foresee and predict danger. Because once you are able to predict, now you are able to work out things. Hello? Because what you cannot predict will take you by surprise. Are we together? Anything that you cannot predict will take you by surprise. If you can predict it, you can work to avoid it. And Jacob had this ability. And let me tell you what. You don't go to school to learn the ability to predict and foresee danger. (laughs) You learn it through the school of life. Let the Holy Spirit help you. But be conscious about it. And let me tell you something today. Anything you want to know in this life is possible. Am I by this saying that you can know everything? You cannot know everything. But there are certain things that you can know. One of them is danger. You can know. Do you realize that Jacob's prediction did not come from him personally? It came from his mother. It was his mother who called him and said, I have observed that your brother is not happy with me. And so, therefore, I want you to go to my uncle, uh, my, my brother Laban, and go and stay with him. I want you to be out of his sight because he can harm you. What am I trying to say? Your prediction might not necessarily come from you all the time, but you must build a system that will always help you to predict. Build a system around you. Amen. Build a system around you. At your workplace, do you have people that can alert you when people are plotting against you? Don't tell me that the Holy Spirit will will heal. Yes, the Holy Spirit will heal. But do you have people? Are you you into close alliance with people? Or as for you, disrespect everybody around you? And let me help you. One of the people you must hold in high esteem wherever you find yourself are people of low grade. Write it down. One of the people you must always hold in high esteem are people of low grade. That security man that you don't respect. The cleaner that you don't respect. The driver that you think is a nobody. Listen to me. These people know things that even your MD doesn't know. (laughs) One of the things that I do anywhere I find myself I relate closely with security men 
watchmen and drivers. So where I stay, there is a filling station close. The security man at the filling station is my body body. In fact, I don't have any friend in the area, but he's my friend. <laughs> he is my friend. One day he came to me. Then he said, he went to a friend. And the friend was listening to one powerful sermon. I think, I think uh, 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 one of these my communion service sermons. He said, ah, he was listening to the thing. Ah, he was being blessed. Then he asked the friend, ah, who, is, who is the man of God preaching? Then the friend said, oh, his name is Pastor Jerry. He said, ah, can I see? Then he went to see the thing. He said, ah, I know him. I know him. He's my friend. I said, yes, I'm your friend. So I know him is my friend. I said, so the guy was listening to the tea on podcast. So said, said, Pastor, I have downloaded all your messages. The pastor, you are powerful. Say it, you are powerful. Yeah, it, you are powerful. In the area, nobody can approach you like this. But Kofi Abloody can approach me. <laughs> he has my contact. I have his contact. He will send me WhatsApp. I will respond. Yeah. Then when you go to my daughter's school, oh, the watchman is my friend. Yeah. I give him money. I sort when I go, sometimes I will pack, we will talk. Yeah. We will chat. You know, he can be annoying sometimes, but Charlie, he manages like that. Amen. Yeah. The driver, my, my daughter doesn't join the school bus. But the drivers are my friends. <laughs> because you can never tell. <laughs> they are my friends. When I get to my wife's workplace, oh, they have a lot of scrutiny. Look, when I arrive there, eh, I am like the medical uh, uh, soup, whatever they call it. Where nobody is allowed to park, me, I can park. Yeah. And, and they will salute me. You to go and park. They will salute so once in a while, I can give my wife 100. I said, there are five. Give every one of them 20. 20. Yeah. Ah, they, they, look, even the Muslims. Reverend! Yeah. One of the people you must hold in high esteem, wherever you find yourself, are people of low grade. Look, never ever look down on them. Do you know why? Because you see, these are the same people who can easily plot against you and kill you. These are the same people who can easily plot and attack you. If anybody of high repute or whatever wants to attack you, you will use these people. Be nice to them. I said, be what? Be nice to them. Don't look down on them. Don't feel too powerful. Don't feel as if they are nobodies. information you have no idea about. So, so, foreseeing and predicting danger will not only come from your parents. No, sometimes it will come from the people around you. And that is why I always say that learn how to manage people. 
Learn how to treat people well. Learn how to relate. Learn how to communicate. Some of you, you insult too much. Number two. Jacob never solved the problem he had with Esau immediately. He managed them. Why? Uncertainties are not situations you can solve immediately. You prepare and manage them. So, you, you foresee danger. Don't try to say you are solving it now. Prepare, arm yourself. Because I have told you, uncertainties are not issues you can solve. You manage. So, what did Jacob do in this instance? He left. He left the danger scene. Are we together? Hello? Are we together? So, it means that at that particular moment in his life, he has left the danger zone that could end his life. Because at every point in time, you will be able to predict the future concerning some specific areas of your life and not your entire life. So, depending on what you foresee and the steps you must take. So, for Jacob, when he realized that his brother has changed towards him and, and it is possible that if, if his brother gets the opportunity, he will end his life. He did not behave like uh, 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 Abel. The guy ran away. So, he did not try to solve the problem immediately. He could have said, look, this is my brother Esau. We are twins. Nobody can come in between us. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you, you say? Ma Ma and Jason are fighting. I try to help them. Then Mawena will, will tell me that he, he, he's just playing with me. He's a baby. And the other time, they are fighting them. Mona will beat him. Hard one. Said, if you try again. <laughs> They're like, but, 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 the other day you told me, he said, he said yes, but that he just slapped me. <laughs> Babies are not supposed to slap. So when a baby slaps, you slap him back so that he will know that babies are not supposed to slap. So, so, Jacob could have said, look, this is my brother, right? Nothing will happen. And let me tell you, let me give you this free advice. Especially those of you who have siblings who are not born again. Huh? Don't joke with their threats. Write it down. When you have siblings who are not born again, don't joke with their threats. Number two, 
when you have siblings who claim to be born again, but attend churches that believe in strange things, don't joke with their church. You know, some churches believe in strange things. Huh? I was reading on my joy online. A lady said his, her prophet gave her something to go and sprinkle in their home. And then after she did it, they said she should do it for seven days. Uh, seven days. And, and, and be uh, making some incantations. After she did it, her mother-in-law is now paralyzed. And now she's asking, how do I get my mother-in-law out of our house? If you have such a sister as your sister, don't joke with her threats because her prophet will give her something. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Are we together? So, don't, don't try to solve uncertainties immediately. In any case, uncertainties are things that you foresee may happen to you in the future. And, and, and when you are dealing with uncertainties, one of the things that you should always remember is that they are not realities. Uh, uncertainties are not realities. Right? But they are things that can become real if you joke. So, the threat of Esau killing Jacob was not real. True of us. It was not real. But why did Jacob move away? It is because Jacob knew that uncertainties are such that even though they are not real, they are things that can actually happen. So you cannot solve them now because Jacob now cannot say that, oh, so Esau want to kill me, then let me kill Esau now. <laughs> Esau hasn't done anything to you. Esau hasn't done anything to you. So, what do you do? Don't try to solve it now. Prepare. 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 Number three. Jacob took a bold step to move away from Esau. Management of uncertainties requires bold steps calculated risk taking bold steps I thought I'd be talking about marriage but let me chip in this one you are married to a drug addict and he's always pulling a gun on you always pulling a gun on you always pulling a knife on you always beating you up you say you are in love he said, You are in love. I have told you before. Are 
if you don't take a bold step, which means that you may end up not seeing that man again until that man is, 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 is changed completely. You will die. I said you will do what? You will die. You will die and that man will continue to smoke. So, managing uncertainties requires bold steps. You are, you are you are, you are in an organization that is full of fraudulent deals. And you know that your life is at risk. And yet you are thinking about your daily bread. It is better you live now and be hungry. Huh? And secure your future. Than to be getting daily bread and you end up in jail and be eating frozen food. together. So, managing and preparing for uncertainties requires that you will take some bold steps. Some bold steps. For, for, for example, if you eat late and you notice that you are becoming, what is it obese? Huh? Am I right? You are becoming obese. Right? You are bloated. What it means is that if you get home after seven, after eight, and you are even hungry, because you know that your life is at risk, you can lose your life, you will not eat. So it is now either it is it, you, you now choose between eating and dying young or to be hungry and live long. <laughs> am I helping you? Hello? Am I helping you? Huh? Because you are eating late, you are bloating. You are bloating. Just so media comedy, me did you, media comedy, media medidi. Video comedy media media no media no 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 as for media when I'm hungry I'll eat. And then some of you, you are eating after eight. You are eating a bang uh, palm nut soup. Uh, with maybe fufu or banku. Uh, with with a chilled water. Eh? After 8 p.m. After 8 p.m. Say, God help us. Is what I'm teaching you will not appreciate it, but one day you will thank me. Both steps. Both steps. Amen. One of the things I do for myself, let me tell you. I, I, okay, so whenever I notice that I am putting on unnecessary, eh, there are certain things I cannot do. So what I do is that I shift into fasting. <laughs> know yourself. I said, do what? Know yourself. That's why sometimes people say, ah, how 
have you been over? It's, it's just like now. You are always the same. You don't know what is happening. I am not always the same. <laughs> I am not always the same. Amen. I am not always the same. I, I, I noticed after I returned from Nigeria, I noticed that when I eat food with pepper corn sauce, it affects me. It affects me badly. Because Nigeria, I was buffed with pepper. The breakfast pepper. My people, they like pepper. At the point in time, Pastor, we was well away. My host said, you eat. <laughs> we went to the house to go and eat. Pastor, we said, you eat. My host said, Oga, you eat. You eat how? You eat, you eat, you eat. And the food was delicious. Their food, their food was delicious. But the pepper. Ah, 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 ah. So since I came, if I eat a little pepper, problem. If I eat a little pepper, problem. To the extent that my, 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 um, how, how do I call it? My kebab. I cannot even eat my kebab now. When I eat my kebab, trouble. Initially, I was being stubborn. And I was eating it. But now, I, I am finding a way. Because for kebab, there, you know, even, even my wache now, when I buy wache, you have to separate the pepper. Because once I eat it, I'm in trouble. I was being so. Then I realized that, no. Master, it is either you avoid these things so that you grow old or you are stubborn, then me, I won't die now. Anyway. So, so managing, what am I trying to say? I can see that there are uncertainties around my health with regards to, you know, my eating pattern. So, if I look unconcerned and I continue to enjoy the delicacies, the delicacies will take me to my early grave. And it will not be because I am not anointed. You know I'm anointed. Yeah, I'm anointed. There are many anointed people who have died young. In fact, David said of Saul that why did Saul die? He said, why did Saul die as though he has not been anointed with oil? <laughs> David could not fathom. He, 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 he just could not comprehend. The guy is gone. The guy was anointed. So, you must take bold steps. And let me come here. You are dating somebody. The person is always giving you broken heart. The person is always giving you broken heart. The person, then you say you are in love. Let me help you. Take bold steps. Take bold steps. I said do what? Take bold steps. And some of you, the job you are doing, eh, they are paying you 500 Ghana. 500 Ghana. You work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Huh? From 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Your transportation is how much a month? Let's say 250 Ghana. 
feeding is 300. Okay, let's say you eat. Even if you eat 10 Ghana cities. Yesterday, I bought gobe. I said to her to buy gobe for me. Nine Ghana cities. Gobe. I have given up. Gobe. Nine Ghana cities. So now even gobe is not cheap. So you cannot say that you're feeding a day with five Ghana cities. What will you buy? How's that cocoa? How's that cocoa? Now they don't sell one CD. Two CDs. And if you buy house that cocoa without cocoa, it is like water. You will be so, so if your chop money is 10 and remember you are doing 5 to 8, you wake up in the morning, you go and sit down, you wake up in the morning, you go and sit down, 5 to 8, they are giving you 500 Ghana cities. Let me give you an advice. Take a bold step. Resign. Say, Pastor, what am I going to eat? You see, let me, let me tell you something. Do you know that one of the most creative people on earth eh, are the hungry? Hey, when you are hungry, you are creative. That is why somebody who is hungry eh, can, can do soakings in the morning as breakfast, garifoto in the afternoon as, as jollof, no, eh, in the afternoon as, as, as banku, then garifoto in the evening as jollof. When you are hungry, you are creative. Most of the people who invent things are people who are hungry. I tell you, hungry for success. Master, hunger will not kill you as much as 500 Ghana cities will kill you. Am I saying that oh, people shouldn't work? I'm telling you that if the work is wasting your time, you must take both steps. Are we together? Take both steps. And listen, anything that is wasting your life, if you don't walk away from it, the thing will destroy your life. Anything. We can talk about drugs. Look, if you are into drugs, eh, anytime you yourself, you can predict that your future is doomed. You can predict too. You can predict. Listen, you must take both steps and walk away. If you are into pornography, you must take both steps because you see what you are doing to your life, you are wasting your life away. If you are into any form of negative addiction, you must take a bold step like Jacob and walk away. together. Both steps. You are in a church that never preaches the word of God. Then you are saying, Bude, 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 Master, take both steps and move. Am I teaching you? You are in a school that doesn't have accreditation. The auditor general says that KNUST now, the other University of Ghana, I am told that they want to add UCC, but we will not allow. The moment they add UCC, it is, it is fake. <laughs> it is fake. <laughs> One 
when I wanted to go to the Bible school, people made some suggestions. Some say, oh, this school is powerful. Some say, this school is powerful. Some say, this school is powerful. Then I told myself, listen, the day I made me agree, I will not waste my life. Oh. No, I won't do it. So I went to Trinity Theological Seminary. That one, even if Auditor General says that they are running unaccredited courses, Crampo, it is Trinity. Huh? If Auditor General is saying that KNUST is running unaccredited courses, no problem. If this is KNUST, what about Shri Shri University College? <laughs> it is better to have a degree from KNUST uh, that is not accredited eh, than to have a degree from History University College that is not accredited. As a matter of fact, the History University College will tell you that they are affiliated to KNUST. Can you imagine? Unaccredited affiliation. <laughs> Amen. Listen. Life is full of uncertainties. Take both steps. Write it down. Life is full of uncertainties. Take both steps. The man is wasting your life. Take both steps. The woman is wasting your life. Take both steps. The business is wasting your life. Take both steps. And let me tell you this. At every point in time, you have only one life to live. Write it down. At every point in time, you have only one life to live. You don't have two lives. Listen, if, if I have two lives, uh, I will experiment with one. And see how it is. So when I lose one, then I will handle the last one very well. But I have only one life to live. Every decision, every choice you make is contributing to your future. And listen to me, I already told you the future is uncertain. So you better take the right decisions. Am I helping you? The future is uncertain. Without your decisions, without your choices, without your actions, the future is uncertain. So if you add bad decisions to an uncertain future, what are you doing to yourself? Am I helping you? If you add bad decisions, bad choices to a future that is already uncertain, what are you doing to yourself? The, the thing without any doing of yours is hard. No, let's let's come home and think. Oh, and now you want to add bad decisions and bad choices to it. Anytime you are thinking about taking a bad decision, remember I said the future is uncertain. Be wise. Be what? Be wise. Look, even those that are doing all the right things, they don't know how their, their life will end. I am telling you the truth. 
when we started life, there were people who had promising futures. Hello, do you have them in your family, among your friends, your mates? They had promising future. Hey, everybody thought that for this once, they would make it. For you know, you know, some of us is everybody knew that for this one, he will make it. For that one, she will make it. Unfortunately, life issues. Many years down the line, some of the people that you thought had great future, you see them and you are asking yourself, what went wrong? Let me tell you what went wrong. Write it down. Number one, our inability to appreciate the fact that life is full of uncertainties. If you don't understand that life is full of uncertainties, it leads to the next point. Bad and wrong choices and decisions. If you don't understand that life is full of uncertainties, it will lead to the next point. This is the point number two. Bad choices and bad decisions. Bad choices, bad decisions, wrong choices, wrong decisions. And guess what? Wrong choices and wrong decisions will lead to the third point. Wrong actions. You see, when your choices are wrong, your actions will be wrong. Do you know that it is not every choice you make that you act upon? So, the issue really is not with the choices you have made. The issue has to do with the actions you take. So, if you fail to appreciate that the future is uncertain, you will make wrong choices. You will make wrong decisions. People have married people they were not supposed to have married. Because somebody told them, say, who is me? Who is me? Also, here in terminal, whoever will come, just carry the person like that and let's move on. So, after you, you marry the person, you now realize that, hey, life is not about just marrying anybody. Because when you marry a fool, for the rest of your life on earth, you will live with a fool. When you marry a wise person, for the rest of your life on earth, you will live with a wise that is why I said choices leads to actions. And then bad actions will lead to a bad life. That's the last one. If your choices are wrong, your actions will be wrong. If your actions are wrong, your life will not turn out well. Am I helping you? Your life will not turn out well. The next thing we can learn from Jacob, number four, insider information, home support, and assistance from strategic domestic relationship. Insider information, home support, and assistance from strategic relationships. Now, let me teach you this. Is it because the future is uncertain? Eh? You cannot afford to turn everybody in your family into an enemy. Write it down. For some of you, 
Let me help you with this advice. It is difficult for people to rise out of obscurity without home support. It is extremely difficult for people to rise out of obscurity without home support. If you don't have anybody in your family who is assisting you, the chances are that you will struggle for a long time. That is why no matter how bad you think your family is, don't turn everybody into an enemy. Certainly there are some that can make it. And of course, I do know that there are, there are wicked family members. I have them in my family too. Plenty. And you have them in your family too. But you see, one of the things that helped Jacob to be able to predict the, the, the calamity that would have befallen him um, was the fact that he had a very strategic relationship with his mother. Not everybody in your family can be that home support, but there can certainly be somebody in that family that will be your home support. Amen. You see, the evil that comes from your family background oftentimes can be quenched by family members. I'm using the story of Jacob and I'm telling you that it's a true life lesson. I read a story about Did I read or I heard one of them? A woman who says for her she's a witch and she has used her witchcraft to help her children. She has used her witchcraft to protect her children and all her children are doing well. And she says it openly, said, Maybe here be a baby for. Imagine if you fall into her loved ones <laughs> and you are in the family. I am not saying that God cannot protect you. This is life skills. Are we together? This is life skills. I am telling you that, listen to me, sometimes the evil that comes from your family background can be quenched by the same family background. One of the reasons why some of us easily fall is a humasso, pride, arrogance, 
bad attitude, disrespect, dishonor. You don't respect anybody in your family. You insult everybody. And you think that if somebody is plotting evil against you, they will support. That's the point I'm making. They will support because one does have Master, end his life. Let, let us have our peace of mind. But where you are living with wisdom, remember the Bible says that Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. Where you are living by wisdom, you are relating well. I am telling you, sometimes, Omoraka said, no, 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 no. Amen. So, you need insider information. You need insider support. You need insider assistance. And a lot of people say things that I can make it without my family members. No problem. Me, I'm teaching. Me, I'm teaching. Amen. Some family people are wicked. I know, I know. But you see, there is a reason why God placed you in that family. <laughs> there is a reason why you are not in my family, but you are in your family. Are we together? One of the reasons why Jacob was able to handle that uncertainty was his mother. So, the future is uncertain. My friends, be wise. I thought be what? Be wise. The last point. And I love this one. Lack of anxiety and fear. Do you realize that all throughout, Jacob never expected expressed fear or anxiety. He was not anxious. Even when he, he, he got to his uncle, and I'll talk about that probably, let me see, next week. Next week. When he got to his uncle, the first seven years, he didn't get rich, he got rich, he said, no problem. I'm here. I'm going nowhere. He did another seven years. He got richer. No problem. He said, I want to go. The uncle said, he's another six years. No, no sign of anxiety. No sign of fear. The reason is that you can never conquer the future in fear. Write it down. I have told you the future is uncertain. But you cannot conquer an uncertain future in fear. Whenever you entertain fear, failure will hit you. Whenever you entertain fear, failure will hit you. And it will hit you hard. That is what Moses says that for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Given us the spirit of fear. Why? 
Because God is very much aware that whenever fear is entertained, through your follows. Are we together? So the future is uncertain, but don't entertain fear. Can you write that one down? The fear of the unknown. Am I going to succeed? Will my plans come to pass? Will I die young? Am I also going to fall sick one day? All these sicknesses that people have been mentioning. Hey, so one day me too, will I also fall sick? Will I lose my children? Will I marry? Leave that one for God. I said what? Leave that one for God. And live your life out of faith. Believing that he who has called you is faithful. Are we together? Believe that the one that has called you is faithful. Nothing will fail in your hands. Your marriage will not fail. Your children will not die young. Your business will not fail. Your health will not fail you. You will not die young. Your career will not fail. Your ministry will not fail. Believe that the one who has called you is faithful. And the Bible says that faithful is he who has called us. Are we together? So don't, don't be anxious. Bible says that be anxious for nothing. By all things, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. Be anxious for nothing. Because anxiety will kill you before your time. Now, let me tell you one of the greatest causes of heart problem. Write it down. One of the greatest causes. This is not scientific. This is biblical. One of the greatest causes of heart problem is anxiety. You see, Augustine, anxiety can make your heart like as if you are riding a hundred meter race isn't it it okay no the guy is anxious the guy just went for an interview and he's wondering will I be caught so will I will I get the job are you getting me anxiety can kill you before your time Anytime you are going for an interview, tell yourself, I am going to get this job. But even if I don't get it, I am living my life before this job. Life goes on. Hey, the gentleman who just came into my life, will he marry me? Were you married to him before he came into your life? Anxiety is not good. And let me tell you this. Anytime you are anxious, you don't attract good things. That is why the Bible says that be anxious for nothing. Because anytime you are anxious, you don't attract good things. In fact, anxiety dispels good things. 
So Jacob never expressed fear. He never expressed anxiety. Even when the mother said he should go to his uncle, did you hear his voice? No. It was a mother who did everything. The guy just moved on. The guy didn't care. <laughs> the guy didn't care. Because if it were to be me, I would be wondering, hey, so I'm going with nothing. How am I going to survive? So how is this? No, if it's okay, I'll be thinking. Like most of us here. How am I going to survive? So I'm going to leave everything my father has. Ah, Jericho, how foolish am I? I'll be thinking. I'll be worried. But tonight, Jacob is teaching us. That anxiety does not bring anything good. Fear doesn't bring anything good. Why are you afraid that you will not succeed? Have you seen your future already? Have you arrived over there? What makes you think that you will fail? Is it because of what you are going through today? What you are going through, always says that cannot be compared to the glory that lies ahead of you. Said, though your beginning may be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. So why are you afraid? Why are you anxious? Oh, a prophet told you that things will not go well and because of that you are anxious. What is God telling you? What is the word of God telling you? What have you read in your Bible? Are we together? Never ever entertain anxiety and fear. Finally, the purpose of fear and anxiety is to take you out of God's will. And I'll prove to you. of fear and anxiety is to take you out of God's will. You see, in the Garden of Eden, let's go to the book of Genesis. Maybe from verse 1. That's my last scripture, then I will close. Now, the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, right, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. 
Then the serpent said to the woman, you, you will not surely die. You will not die. Verse 5. For God knows that, listen, for God knows that in the day you eat of, you eat, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now remember that man was already made in the image and the likeness of God. So man was already like God. Hello. Man, let me tell you, most of the things that you are anxious about, God has already given them to you. But anxiety wants to take you out of God's will. The devil said, you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. But man was already like God. Man, man was not intending to become like God. As a matter of fact, man rather lost it when we sinned against God. But man was already like God. Verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband, Otolo. No, this is my version. This is my version. Huh? And she also gave to her husband with her, and the husband also ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, they did what? They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord and among the trees of the garden by fear and anxiety. Fear wants to take you out of God's will. God has a fantastic future for you. Say, for I know the plans that I have concerning you. They are plans of good, not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. But guess what? The enemy's intention is that you will not walk in this plan. So always the enemy will be throwing things at you. Did God say this? Forget that. The moment he asks you, did God say this? He wants to push you into the state of anxiety. Anytime you become anxious of something, any is asking you a question. I'm telling you, write it down. Anytime you become anxious, that's what Bible says that be anxious for nothing. For in all things, in how many things? In all things, in your health, in your business, in your career, in your marriage, in, in, in your finances, in, in your ministry, whatever it is, in all things. By prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Make a request now. Anxiety will take you out of God's will. Anytime you are anxious, the devil is asking you questions. As God said, go back to the, the verse where the devil asked the, 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 the woman, has God said? The woman, the devil asked the woman, has God said? The woman herself was not sure. Yeah. She, she, she knew the answer, but she was not sure of the answer. 
has God said? <laughs> no, verse 2 now. I'm closing right now. And the woman said, no, verse 1. Yes, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? Oh, so has God told you you will break bread? Did, did he say that? Then you start thinking. This is Rebecca said, we will see you. But you are concepting me. He wants to take you out of God's plan. He wants to take you out of God's will. Resist him. I said what? Resist him. Jacob was never anxious. And, and next week, I'm going to teach you how Jacob was able to handle the uncertainties regarding his family life. What did he do? What steps did he take? Amazing lessons. Amazing, amazing, amazing. One of the things Jacob did was to work hard. He worked for extra six years for his family. Extra six years. When, when, when there are uncertainties regarding your family, you work hard. Next week, I'll teach you that. These are not lessons that you can read the Bible. I have read. It is when God gave me the series that he gave me insight. So what I'm teaching, some of you have read from somewhere. If you go and read, you won't find. When there are uncertainties regarding your family, you work hard. And that was what Jacob did. Jacob worked extra six years. And by the time the six years ended, Bible says that um, Jacob became extremely wealthy. Are you here? I will end here. I believe that I have shared some things with you and with these things you can manage uncertainties. And listen, life is full of uncertainties. As we are here now, we don't know what will happen tomorrow. We trust that God is with us. Right? But we must make sure that we are taking the right decisions and making the right choices. That will ensure that the plan that God has for us in tomorrow shall come to pass. Wrong choices will deny us the plans God has for us. The Lord bless you. For the Lord. Thank you for listening to Reverend Jerry Payne. For more information about our ministry, kindly visit our website at www.disciplenationschurch.org or call us on 0244-733-659. Locate the workplace of Disciple Nations Church at Sotoko Official Town Market near the Bonnie Bend Building or Sadiba Electronics in Accra. God bless you.